everyone, and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. This April, we are celebrating Earth Month, and it's a time when we are coming together to take accountability for our impact on the planet. This week, we are joined by my incredibly amazing, talented friend and the original sister in sustainability, Miranda Moore, an environmental engineer and sustainable fashion advocate. So Miranda, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into talking about your community service initiative. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a good intro. I feel like I have nothing left. Uh, so I work as an environmental engineer. I live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I am currently a student at the University of Pennsylvania studying social impact strategy. So really focusing on how to build my community service initiative, which is titled Take Action in Fashion. And it focuses on sustainable fashion and both the environment and the social side of sustainability and the fashion industry. And there are a lot of different ways that I partner with organizations and nonprofits to build out the initiative and reach people. So I know one of the main focuses for your community service initiative is to beat down and eliminate fast fashion. Can you tell our listeners what is fast fashion and what's a good alternative? Fast fashion, very well named, is basically clothing that is produced really quickly and it's in really high volumes and typically it's of very poor quality and a lot of times it involves child labor or labor where people are in unsafe conditions or are not earning living wages. So there are a lot of different pieces to both the environmental and social side of fast fashion. And the biggest impacts are, of course, that people are being damaged as well as the planet is being damaged by the fashion industry. And fast fashion is just one way that we contribute to that, the largest being just general overconsumption, whether that's from fast fashion or slow fashion brands, we are just consuming too much. So I think some of the best alternatives to fast fashion are to wear what you already have. The clothing that you have is your most sustainable clothing. So whenever you're thinking you need something new for a trip or for an appearance, if you're one of the Miss America girls, think of how you can rewear something that you already have, or you can maybe upcycle something that you haven't been able to wear in a while. And those are really our best alternatives. And then of course, using different apps, good on you being a great one to look into how sustainable the clothing that you're wearing is and the companies that you shop from are. Greenwashing is a really big problem right now where brands that are actually bad can sort of of greenwash or trick us through media into appearing like they're positive or sustainable. So really doing your research and knowing what the brands that you buy from do and what they stand for can help you avoid fast fashion. So in the realm of sustainability, you know, we talk about how diverse the sustainable development movement is. Why is your focus to fast fashion or, or sustainable fashion in general? What kind of sparked this, this mission for you? So I was an environmental engineering student and now an environmental engineer. And as part of my curriculum, I took a lot of different sustainability courses. And one of my very, very, very first sustainability courses, we had presenters come in and focus on different topics of sustainability in different industries. And I'll never forget, we had a presenter come in on fashion. And the way she opened the presentation was that fashion is the third highest polluting industry, meaning that it is more polluting than construction 
and it's more polluting than transportation, which are two industries that we think constantly of being so polluting and so dangerous. And we're constantly trying to come up with solutions for how to make them more sustainable. Yet the fashion industry is worse. And I feel like we sweep it under the rug and we don't consider it to be dangerous because we see it as just being, you know, it's just fashion, you know, it's just, it's just a silly industry. Why would it be so impactful? And so I feel like wanting to educate people on it was something that was so important to me, but I also felt like I was part of the problem, which made me feel really, really, really inspired to make change. I love fashion and I didn't realize that I was consuming so much and that I was contributing so much to an industry because I didn't know it was so bad. I was a population that didn't know and wasn't aware. And so I feel like making myself aware and starting to make different decisions about how I shopped and how I thought about fashion inspired me to help others make that transition. And I think that it's also really, really relevant to our generation. It's relevant to the different organizations and communities that I'm a part of. And I think that that relevancy has really helped me reach people in ways that I maybe wouldn't be able to if I had focused on a different industry or facet of sustainability. So in talking about fashion, we're, of course, talking about our consumption of fashion and clothing. And this week, we're going to be looking at Sustainable Development Goal 12, which is responsible consumption and production. This goal targets the way we purchase, use, and dispose of our goods. And a large focus for this goal is food waste. Um, however, with the rise of online shopping and e-commerce, organizations like Amazon have taken over our shopping habits it made it so increasingly easy to buy things that we don't need. When it comes to living sustainably, how can individuals be more conscious about our shopping habits? I think you sort of hit it on the head with overconsumption. I think the biggest thing we can do when we're going to add to cart or checkout or if we're in person, if we're looking at stores is think, do I need this? What would I use this for? Do I have something I already own or that it's at home that I could use for the same purpose? And this is something that I absolutely still struggle with every single day. I think it is a human want to want new things and to be intrigued by what's trending. And social media has contributed so much to that. It used to be with the clothing industry. We had four seasons in a year and now we have 52. There's a different trend every single week, there's something new to look at and something new to buy. And I even think about, you know, there are Stanley cups and Stanley cups had their era. And now there's some new cup. I don't even know what it's called, but it's what the kids have now. And it's like, you can't even keep up with what is trendy and what's in before it's gone. And so our overconsumption, I think just comes from a need for new and a need for trendiness. And if we focus on buying things that make us happy and that we enjoy and that are relevant to our core interests and things that we need, we can reduce our consumption overall. So considering that a lot of these businesses already, you know, have the stock of these clothes, you know, look at like Target or The Gap or any of those big box stores, for example, they already have those clothes in stock. You know, what can we do to lower or decrease that amount of stock? Like what, what can we do to kind of impact businesses like that? With stock right now, I think it's really tough because my understanding is that stores respond to demand. So I think that we as consumers are creating that demand for stores to continue to create stock and to continue to produce new things. And it's going to be our change in our shopping habits and then seeing a true decrease in consumption that will inspire change in businesses, which is something that's really complicated about sustainability is that there's this two sided conversation of there are these brands that are making these decisions and they're over consuming 
and they're creating all of this waste. And, you know, they are a huge part of the problem, but we as consumers are also part of the problem because we're creating that demand. We are continuing to indulge in the things that they're creating. And I think that that's why your values are so important and thinking of the things that you purchase as not just ways that you, you know, throw your money at things, but as ways that you're showing, these are my values. These are things that I align with. And I want to spend my hard earned money supporting organizations and brands and stores that align with what I believe should be receiving funding and should be continued to be supported. So I think that by a very great phrase I love in a book that I love is called buy the change. And I think that we can buy the change as consumers and that's how we influence stock and production on like the corporate side. For our listeners back at home, Rand and I have been friends for quite a while now. And when I tell you she's one of the most fashionable, fashionable and best dressed people I've ever met, it, it's just the God's honest truth. She is one of the most beautiful people in the world and her clothes definitely reflect her personality as well. I know that you, you love fashion and you use some pretty awesome sites and different businesses to get the clothes that you wear. Can you tell us a little bit more about your go-to sites for clothing? I love this question. I just was looking at Rent the Runway today. Rent the Runway is one of my absolute go-tos. It is like if you can shop from your rich friend's closet with all of the options in the world, but not have to pay for it which is obviously like the ideal lifestyle. And something that I love so much about Rent the Runway is that one, they have incredibly large options. They have options for color, size, style, brands, everything. They have such a huge selection and you're able to plan in advance for when you need things. So if I know I have an appearance coming up in a month and I know that I'm going to need a cocktail dress, I can go on Rent the Runway, pick something out and plan to have it. For that day, which I absolutely love. It's a really great sustainable tool and they are constantly working to revamp their inventory and their shipping processes to be more sustainable as well, which I really like because that's sort of a trade-off in the rental system is that there is a lot of shipping and packaging affiliated with it. So I think that that's a great way that rentals can sort of continue to be a part of the sustainability movement. Fashion Pass, it is like shopping from your very trendy friend's closet. They have just everything you can possibly think of, you know, cutesy stuff. If you're going on a trip or if you're going to an appearance, they have such a wide variety of items. I would say Rent the Runway is more professional and more elegant and elevated styles versus fashion passes a little bit more on the, I would maybe say trendy and everyday wear side. So I enjoy having options from both of them through working with them. And I'm going to plug I like a good old plug. If you go to my link tree, linktree.sustainablymiranda, I have a bunch of brands that I'm very fortunate to partner with. And so you can join the sustainability movement for cheaper, which I really enjoy because I think that that's sometimes a barrier for people is cost affiliated with different organizations and brands and stores. And so any way that I can make that more affordable, I like to do that. And so those are two stores that I absolutely love. They are definitely my go-tos and a few others as well, but those, those will be the two I highlight because they're my, my favorites. So switching gears just a little bit, um, unfortunately, climate change is a pretty hot ticket issue, and it's an issue that is argued a lot um, all over the world, whether or not it exists, whether or not it's real. For our listeners at home, I was on a podcast uh, last week with Caroline Scalora, and we talked about sustain or we talked about climate action and the fact that climate action is real. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that. Um, but Marina, what would you say to somebody who doesn't believe in climate change? 
I work in the sustainability industry. That is my full-time job. I'm an environmental engineer. I'm a certified sustainability professional, and I work with people every day who don't believe in climate change or global warming in any case. And so I think it's a really tough conversation to have because there is, of course, a lot of scientific evidence and research supporting the existence of climate change. There are a lot of different things that researchers and scientists are doing currently to try to combat the impacts of climate change. And I think that acknowledging that there is so much funding and research and jobs being created to address a problem, I think, shows how important it is and how impactful it is. But I also think to people who, and as you said, they're probably not the people on this podcast, right? But to people who don't believe in it or who are questioning of it, I think that doing research, and I know that's a that phrase, especially after COVID, I feel like everyone hates that phrase, but genuinely looking into sources that you believe are trustworthy and learning the data from a standpoint that will make sense to you and that is relevant to you is the best advice that I can give someone. My goal is never to change someone's mind just based on, you know, my opinion. I want people to feel like their beliefs are supported by fact and that they can feel confident in learning from someone. But with it being my career and with all of the time and the energy that I have put into learning about environmentalism and sustainability and earning my degree and being in the workforce, I do think it is important for people to acknowledge the relevance that it has to our society and the way that we can play a part in positive change. So switching gears back to your community (laughs) service initiative. um, And I thank you for your answer because I think that's exactly right. We can't always change people's minds when it comes to these big issues. All we can do is really talk about our beliefs and talk about the facts. And so that kind of plays perfectly into this next question. So how does education play into your community service initiative? Education is pretty much the biggest pillar of my initiative, and I think that that is because of the experience that I had where I realized so quickly when I was in college studying sustainability, it was my passion, still is. It was what I was going to school for and wanted to be in the workforce for, and I didn't know that the fashion industry was a problem. That's a pretty large indicator to me that the general population is not going to be aware of how impactful the fashion industry is. And through my community service initiative, I've continued to see how quickly someone's mind can be changed when they hear how polluting it is, when they hear that 80% of garment workers are women and young children, when they hear that the United States Department of Defense has different areas of research into the fashion industry because of how damaging it is to international economies. It's just such an impactful thing to learn about. And immediately when someone hears, you know, your garment might've been created by a child in Bangladesh, you know, there's a chance that your garment, the chemicals that are in it will negatively impact your health and definitely impacted the garment workers health who created it for the rest of their life. There are just so many different facts and pieces of information that once someone hears them, it changes the way that they shop and they think about fashion forever. It immediately impacts them. It immediately sort of hits them in their heart because it is such a real problem and it's such a relevant problem to everyone who consumes. And that's also something that I think is so important about the education piece is sometimes people think I'm not fashionable, you know, like I'm not a big fashionista, so this isn't relevant to me. But what's so cool about it is that it is relevant because unless you're getting arrested every time you go to the grocery store, like you're wearing clothes, you know, we're all wearing clothes. And so we're all part of 
the consumption of fashion, whether we're the most fashionable person or we're the least fashionable person consuming the least, we all get to be a part of it. And through education, I've gotten to create different educational programs and work with everyone from really young kids to college students to adults. And I think that that education piece and making people aware of the impacts and then providing them with the resources to combat them and to change their habits is so important. One of the most beautiful things I think I've ever heard you say in the time that we've known each other, and for those who don't know in the Miss America organization, up until fairly recently, uh, there was a phase of competition called the Social Impact Pitch. And Miranda's pitch started with the line, have you ever been told that your outfit is to die for? And it was one of those things that I heard that hit me to my core because what you talk about really is, you know, not just the global impact, but the social impact of the way that fashion impacts people. And so I, I really have just loved and su have such a great admiration for the work that you do um, in terms of trying to create an awareness for how dangerous and how negatively impactful fashion and any clothing can be. So I thank you so much for that, for all the work that you do. And it's just awesome to get to call someone like you, my friend. Um, but we are going to be, unfortunately, our time is running out for our interview today. So we are going to close this off with a question that I ask at the end of every single interview. So Miranda, what is one thing or one piece of advice that you would give to a young person who wants to change the world? Wow. Ooh, that is a really great question. And it's so tough because immediately I want to be like, don't buy new clothes, right? But I think <laughs> that's, you can change the sustainable fashion world that way. But I think if you truly want to change the world, I just went to an incredible keynote speaker. He, Ben Jealous, he was a part of my graduate school orientation. And he said, pick something that you're really, really, really passionate about. We all have tons of things, but pick one and do it. Do it wholeheartedly put your effort and your time and your energy into that one thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean don't have other hobbies or don't have a career. You know, there's, there are so many things, but in terms of social impact and really changing the world, I think focusing on something and investing your energy and your time into that thing allows you to create your maximum impact. And then when you feel as though you've done what you are capable of doing or what you were called to do, you have the opportunity to then go on and change the world in other ways. But I think that is such good advice to young people because I remember being so scatterbrained. I remember feeling like I had to do everything and I had to do you know, X, Y, and Z all at the same time and try to do them all so well. And I think the day that you pick something and you love it and you do it is the day that you lean into your purpose and you find your why and you really are able to make your impact. Miranda, thank you so much. That's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. Um, one of our, our wonderful interviewees give on this podcast. So thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen at home, you can learn more about Miranda's mission to take action in fashion by following her on Instagram at sustainably.miranda and at Take Action in Fashion. You can also learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sisters in Sustainability Podcast and at Sustainability Starts With You. Join the hashtag SisPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.